0: This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports. But they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one price, any design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com laGports.com own your look own the game
1: you lose 11 seconds you've got 10 seconds
0: Take two. <laughs> morning Skate Trade Deadline Special Episode eighty nine. Ken and Hal here. It's been an emotional couple of days for me, man. Uh, ebb's and flows, highs and lows. Battled through it. Uh, we're recording this on Monday night, so a lot of stuff happened tonight. We're going to kind of go over what happened on the weekend, some NHL stories, stuff like that. Hal, how you living, buddy? Hal, hal just hal, hal just was under the knife. So how you, how you doing? You good?
2: Yeah, I, I survived um, major surgery today. Um so shout out to everyone who kept me in their thoughts and prayers, which is pretty much no one, because I think Ked's the only person I told. Um, so thank you for being there during that time. Really tough really tough on me. Didn't realize it scheduled my procedure for 3 o'clock on trade deadline. That's a tough go. was refreshing. We'll get to the Bruins. They did something right at 3 o'clock as I was going in. Bad mojo all around. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm all right. The day after the trade deadline, like I'm – it's kind of exhausting. It's definitely a hangover. Mm. Um, so just trying to rally for the podcast.
0: I uh, I mean, fuck. I feel like I should just like take the trade deadline and free agent frenzy off every year. I think that's like a veteran thing to do. I think the next time I have my annual review or whatever, I'm going to ask for a raise and an additional two days of vacation. Probably, <laughs> probably a good idea, right? And then you don't even have to worry about it. You just have those days off forever. It's July 1st and whatever the fuck the deadline is.
2: You just put that into your contract, like I demand these days off every year?
0: I mean, wouldn't that be helpful, man? Because I spent a lot of today refreshing Twitter. All
2: right, it's not like you were productive anyway. You're probably doing a positive for the company.
0: I was I was productive, dude. I, I did some <laughs> shit, but still, it'd be way better if I was, like, in my sweatshorts eating chicken wings. All right. You know I was productive,
1: today. All
0: right. Uh, before we get into anything, I just want to give a quick shout-out to STX, Uh if you if you hadn't noticed, I uh, oh I broke my warrior a uh, couple I don't know about a week ago, so I went on Twitter, told people I broke my stick, asked them what type of stick I should get. STX reached out, they sent me a twig today. Rain time for playoffs, so fucking shout out to them. I'll let you guys know how it is. It's called the Surgeon. It's kind of cool. So you know how like most sticks are shaped in kind of like a uh, like a square, like a uh, rectangle, I guess. This stick. Like, on the top of your hand, it's still shaped like that, but on the bottom, it's rounded. Because STX is a cross company, so I'm sure that they use, like, a, a technology for that. But I don't know. I'm excited to try it. So shout out to STX. Appreciate you guys. Uh, two minutes, 40 seconds into the podcast. Now we're going to get into NHL in the News and some trade deadline stuff. Uh, Rush, take it away. All right, guys, here we go. Buckle up. First things first, I just kind of wanted to bring this up. Uh, I, I I got an unsportsmanlike penalty call the other day, dude. I wanted to tell you about it. Uh, I went to take a face-off against somebody else, and it was just like a regular face-off battling for the puck, dude. And him, me, and the other center got an unsportsmanlike conduct call because the ref said that we were joshing around, and one of us hit him with the stick when he like went to drop the puck. And like brought us over to the box and went and tell us why we got the penalty until we got in the box, and then like started freaking out on us, saying that like like when it's not horse playing when the referee gets hurt. Have you ever seen anything like that before, dude? And and on top of that, it's nine forty five on a fucking Friday. Like, do you really think I'm trying to hit you?
2: A few questions, dude. So were you joshing around?
0: No, not at all. I was just. It was like literally just a face off.
2: All right. So here's here's my take on this. Starting off, right, so you kinda of put it like think of it through his perspective. He probably got done doing whatever beer league hockey refs do during the day, shows up to the rink at nine thirty, goes to drop the puck at nine forty five and get, takes one to the ship. He says, Enough is enough. He looks at you both, he says, get to the box. I kinda of get it. He's like, No nonsense, I can't handle this. I hate everyone here. My issue with this, and this might be my biggest ear, my biggest issue with any beer league ref is when they call a penalty like that like an unsportsmanlike conduct and you say for what and they don't tell you yeah that's the most vile thing you can do as a ref just you're tell me what i did just es- you look-
0: you're just escalating the situation you're just being you're you're looking for me to call you a fucking like douchebag
2: yeah if this ref i mean if this ref looked at you and he was like you hit me in the shin i'm fucking tired uh, two minutes, and then you're back out there, Like, I feel like it would be fine. It'd be like, alright, this guy's kind of an idiot, but at least he's like, at least he explained to me that I just whacked him in the shit and he's pissed off about it.
0: Learn how to drop a fucking puck, dude.
1: <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? I couldn't believe I, it. I've now, never seen anything like that. And on top of that, like literally four face-offs before that, he tossed one of our centers because a wing came in too quick. 9.30! <laughs> <930. laughs> On a fucking Friday night, this guy's tossing centers.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe he was patrolling the ice a little too hard.
0: That's what I'm saying, man. Like I couldn't believe it. I needed to bring that up. Um, it's not really NHL in the news, but something I need to be brought up. So, first things first. Detroit Red Wings recalled Philip Zadina. I just brought this up because oh, actually Carter Hutton got a 16th win. I'm going to start that, but he also got pulled tonight. So, yeah, 16th four away, wins. and he's not making it easy.
2: Two goals in two minutes, five seconds. This bet has been one of the best things I've ever done because I feel like it was kind of unrealistic, but he's taking it to the wire. Yep. Now, this is the perfect transition. Philip Zadina, uh, top draft pick of the Red Wings. Everyone knows that listens to the podcast after he got drafted. He came out hot, basically saying he's going to prove everybody wrong. I told him to prove it wrong, and what happened, he got sent to the AHL. Not the best start. Philip Zadina gets called up now. He had a pretty good campaign in Grand Rapids. He's got about 19 games left on the season. He played one already, no points. So he's going to play 20 games total. Yep. As a six, as he was the sixth or fifth overall pick, I think, for the Red Wings. He's nine, 18, 19 years old, and he's supposed to be a stud. My bet to you is that Philip Zadina in these 20 games that he has with the Red Wings does not get 10 points.
0: Are we making another bet right now?
2: Yeah. Do you think Phillip Zadina hits 10 points? I mean, I'd,
0: if I thought he would hit 10 points, I'd 100% take that bet, but I just, I don't think that's going to happen.
2: Well, I, here's, But here's the thing, though. If he's like this superstar, and you were high on him. Dude, no, I am the, high on him,
0: but I have another reason. It's not because I don't think he's capable.
2: But the thing is, and, I, and if you're going to say it's that his team stinks, he's going to be getting huge minutes. Like, okay. I hope they just play him.
0: Half, so of it's, mean, half of it's that, but I think the other half is – if you're the Detroit Red Wings, why are you burning one of his entry level contract years? Why would you do that? I Seriously, guess, why so would you do that? There's no point. You like, there's literally no point of having this guy play 20 games. Yeah, I mean,
2: at the same time though, just to play devil's advocate, that means his contract's going to be up what when he's 20 instead of 21. Maybe they get a little friendlier of a deal because he's 20 and not 21. And hasn't had that huge
0: breakout year yet. I guess so. I I think. I think one of the big like biggest sneaky like moves that a coach and a GM make are when you call up those players and when you think that they can play in those games. Like you know what I mean like that kind of is a bit of a sneaky move whether or not you think they can do that.
2: Yeah, I'm just my my thing is and I have no idea if it's actually successful. I'm all about having a young stud uh getting called up late in the season when you just traded everybody away and yeah. give them the saying figure it out so I, I, I totally get what you're saying, but I mean it'll be interesting to see. So you don't feel confident he's going to get ten points?
0: I I don't. I just don't know how many games he's going to play. And also, no, I'm I'm not. I'm not. I, I saw a points. lot of I saw a lot of stuff Eight that he that he struggled in his first game. I mean, he may, dude. He he is a cocky fucking kid. He said that every single game from here on out he's going to get better. I'm back on it, dude. How much are we betting? I I got Zidane with ten points.
2: I don't know, dude. Something, like, minor. I'm broke. You know, i bet like, 20 bucks.
0: 20 bucks is cool. 20 bucks (laughs) on Zendini getting 10 points. I'm in. Fuck it. Why not? Point every game. Hopefully he's playing with Larkin or something. We'll figure it out.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's no way, dude. People are probably like, oh, that's sick. 20 bucks. Like, 20 bucks is a big deal to me. Like, I don't think I'll ever get to a point in my life where 20 bucks doesn't mean something valuable to me. If I lose 20 bucks in a week, that means I have to cut 20 bucks out of of activities out. Yeah.
0: I, uh, I didn't write this down, but w- while we're kind of getting into the whole gambling thing, uh, I put $160 on the Rangers the other night to beat the Minnesota Wild and, and what I thought and was accurate, Matt Zuccarello and Kevin Hayes' last home game. I'm like, there's no way they're going to disappoint the boys. Nothing, nothing bad's going to happen. Third period, they're down 2-1. The boys are fucking buzzing. Uh, St. Laurent, the ref, doesn't come out, so there's only one ref in the fucking game. Brady Shea has the puck pie in the net, skates it up. Eric Stahl fucking trips Brady Shea, like blatantly trips Brady Shea right in front of Wes Macaulay. Wes Macaulay doesn't call anything. Zach Preesey comes over, scores. It was the biggest horse shit I've ever seen in my life. Lost 150 bucks. Wasn't happy about it. So that's a little rant. Fuck Wes Macaulay. Uh moving on. After uh, this this is kind of funny. After week one, the new football league, the AAF, I don't know what it stands for. Essentially sold the entire league to guess who? Carolina Hurricanes owner Tom Dundon. This guy. I mean, what more can you say about this? This guy's just fucking throwing money around left and right. You're telling me he can spend $250 million on some bullshit football league, but he can't pay his scouts' cell phone bills?
2: (laughs) That's why he can do it, dude. He's a man of money, dude. Tom Dundon's clearly a man of integrity. I don't know. I don't know how I can hate someone and love someone so much at the same time.
0: Oh, my, he's an enigma. I'm right there with you, dude, because I hate everything fucking about this franchise, but I feel like this guy, Do you imagine hanging out with this guy for a night? Although, he could be the kind of guy who's like, yeah, come on, I'll show you a good time, and you fucking, you get buckled, you have one of the best nights of your life, and then when you go to leave, he goes, hey, do you want to split the bill? (laughs) (laughs) Right?
2: He could be, dude, but at the same time, like, just waking up and being like, oh, do I want to buy a football league that's, like, never going to work? Like, do I want to go for that? Like, yeah, sure. It just drops it, saves the league. That's a power move. Um, I don't know, man. I So, with this, now that Tom Dundon's, like, an owner of this football league, <laughs> are you in on the AAF or are you out on the AAF? Big San,
0: Big San Diego Fleet fan here. Uh, Dan Diego, Fever Boy Rex, our boy, lives out there. He went to a, a, a San Diego Fleet game. I think there may have been 80 people in attendance. He got to walk on the field and see a, a ton of those uh, amateur football players warm up. He said he had a great time though. He's he's all in on the fleet. It's, it's a big year for San Diego sports, so I'm I'm in on the AAF. What about you? You in on it? I'll uh, I'll
2: pretend to be in. I I won't actually be in. But if like you guys are texting about the San Diego fleet, I'll say like like Go Fleet Go or something
0: like that. I'm good with that. This is something that's not on the list. I'm just going to throw it on there because we're talking about the Hurricanes and Tom Dundon. They just had their, you know how like every team does the dad trip where all the dads go on the trip and shit? Well, they won a game and all the dads did the celebration and their celebration was a hide and seek. I was thinking like if I ever made the NHL and my dad went on the dad trip and they made my dad do a celebration, he would beat the shit out of me after the game.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know if, like, I don't know, like, if when, like, the dads are boarding on the plane to go to the game, like, they were, like, stopped and they're, like, you guys know you're going to have to celebrate, right? Like, or I don't know if it's, like, the Suns. I was thinking, too, it might be the Suns. There has to be a couple of kids on that team that think that's stupid. And they're, like, oh, man, if I have to do this, I'm going to make my dad do this and it's going to be kind of funny. Just kind of do it on your dad. Like, 100% that's probably what happens is the boys on the team convince their dads that they have to do it or else they
0: can't come. And they must have done it more than once because I also saw that JVR came out and said that he was in on the celebration until he saw his dad flossing on the big screen because Trevor Van Riems likes on the cane so that would be a really rough look. Just kind of wanted to bring that up really quick. <laughs> yes. uh, this one pissed me off. So there's there's a college and they have this marketing assignment and these groups have to come up with a franchise and they have to change something about the franchise. So these students picked the Nashville Predators and said that the Predators should change their name to the Sabercats because of the negative stigma surrounding the term Predators. What fucking world are we living in right now? Now, I tweeted this out, got a ton of clicks. It was awesome. I wanted people to know how much bullshit this is. Some people came at me, oh, it's a marketing assignment. These kids are just doing what their teachers are telling them to, blah, 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 blah. They had to pick a franchise. You're telling me, out of all the teams in the NHL, you pick the Nashville Predators as the one that triggers you when the Chicago Blackhawks have an Indian as their logo or a Native American like how how do you miss on that right right like think about the Washington Redskins like everybody hates Washington Redskins because their name if you're gonna pick one team in the NHL where the team name's kind of eh, or the logo wouldn't it be the Blackhawks?
2: yeah, probably I don't I mean that's the thing is like. I don't know. It just looked like a poor project all the way around. Like I just hope they didn't get a good grade.
0: Yeah, the one the one thing I did see though is I think one of the the I think one of the students in the group had a Detroit Red Wings jersey on. So there's like a good chance that that kid just did it to piss people off. And if that's the case, if that's actually what happened, I'm like kind of in on that because that's pretty funny.
2: Do you think maybe the Detroit Red Wing fan like sat down like with his group who knows nothing about hockey and he's like. So I don't know if you guys know this about the NHL, but a lot of people don't like the Nashville Predators in their name <laughs> and like convince them that it was a big deal.
0: I mean, the the more the more I think about it now, like that's what happened. Why would that kid wear a fucking Detroit Red Wings jersey to his presentation about the Nashville Predators? Can you
2: imagine Can you imagine <laughs> if you like when you were in college if you had a marketing assignment and you walked up there and you gave a speech about how like the New York Islanders were offensive to you? <laughs>
0: I just – I don't even I, I – let's move on because it's kind of a sensitive subject. I just think it's bullshit. Um, before we get into the deadline, one last thing. The stadium series was this weekend. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers ended up winning Claude Giroux. Captain Claude Giroux scores in overtime. The conditions looked like it was pretty shitty. It looked like it was fucking pouring outside at one point. Sidney Crosby scored. Classic. The one thing I kind of wanted to get into is the Wayne Simmonds hit on Brian Dumoulin. Um I d I don't know <laughs> I don't know if he jumped, but I just don't understand how that's not uh a, a suspension.
2: Yeah, so I um right? I had a, I had a great Saturday night. Um started off strong, you know, good amount of beers in me, switched to some red wine, had a nice chicken parm, really classy place, unbelievable dinner, had like a this great is, house. Wait, wait, was wait. this
0: the same night that you, you took your grandma out for dinner?
2: Yeah, grandma was there okay after so after after their grandma continued on the night with uh house father had a great night and i saw that i saw that tweet at like midnight or something like that that hit and i had way too many beers in me i automatically just tweeted out that wayne simmons jumped because i am a big doom one fan shout out Biddeford, name with Maine. that being said i watched it back a few times I don't think he jumped into them, and I don't think... They're pretty much the same height, so, like, to me, and I don't know if this is going to make sense, and the people listening at home might not understand what I'm saying because you can't see me. When you jump, when I'm saying that you jump and you hit somebody, it's not about, like... It's not about leaving your feet. it's, It's that act with their shoulders. Like, there are some kids, and I feel like, kid, you're one of them, when they hit, they, like, they come in low, and then they come... Like, they raise up with their shoulders. That's how they hit. Like, I was taught to hit straight through, keep your shoulder at the same distance, hit straight through. Yeah. But any time a kid hits me like that, where they pop their shoulder kind of at the last second, I'm not saying their shoulder on you in the head, but they just pop their shoulder as they throw, I, those kids always wrote me the wrong way. It's
0: it's it's like, I don't know if he was targeting his head, but he was definitely targeting a, more of like a higher hit than what it should have been.
2: Yeah, he was trying but, to knock him down.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I have no idea that's not a suspension. I love Wayne Simmons. I I. Yeah, he backs it up. Like he'll do that, and he'll fight anybody afterwards, and I you at least respect that, right? But I thought that was kind of a cheap play. Um, on the same play, Chris Letang went up there to uh, to like kind of confront him. Shane Gossler comes over and jumps on him, and uh, Letang tweaks his neck that he had. I guess he had like surgir- surgically repaired, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Something along those lines. So in one play, the Pittsburgh Penguins essentially lost two of their defensemen. Uh, what do you have on that for a team that's not even in the playoff picture right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, well, at the same time, though, classic Pittsburgh Penguins, Chris Letang goes to the IR, and next thing you know, Ali Mata's playing out in this world, so. <laughs> I mean, anything's possible with the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're right, Simmons, I don't think Simmons is actually a dirty player. He's a questionable hit. Um, I don't know, man. <clears throat> the thing with Latang is Goss' bear weighs, like, 115 pounds. Like, he's a lanky kind of dude, like. How is he tweaking your neck? I mean, I guess...
0: Well, did you see it? Like, Le- like Letang went up and, like, cross-checked Simmons, and then Spear came off the top rope and essentially just, like, jumped on his neck.
2: Yeah, that's tough. But, I mean, at the same time, like, Chris Letang probably thought, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to cross-check Simmons, and I'm going to hide behind the refs, and that'll be it. Like, that was his <laughs> one shot. Yeah, and Shane and-
0: Spear went Jimmy Superfly snook off the top rope.
2: He got dude, he got retribution for his boy he cross checked him, so he tried to take him down so I mean that, it, to me that's like fair. do you know what I mean like yeah. if you cross check somebody like that in a scrum, then someone can jump from behind and take you down.
0: I think that that was one of the most uh how do I say this that was like one of the most actual hockey outdoor games that we've had, right like it was physical, there were fights. There was shit after the whistle. Normally in the stadium series or that shit, there's really not that much going on. Like, I remember Carcilla fought somebody, but, but it was more of, like, a stage kind of thing. Like, this one was actually an emotional-packed game, and that's something I can get behind.
2: Yeah, emotional-packed is good. And something else that I've noticed, and I don't know if it's just the weather, but, like, with the Bruins game, too, I think the ice has gotten better. I'm sure they're working on that technology. Like, I think <coughs> it just looks less choppy, and there's less, like... There's less stuff interfering with the actual play on the ice.
0: Well, it was it was fucking pouring out at one point. Like when they dropped the puck for one of the periods, like it it looked like every time you would move the puck, like the puck wouldn't move.
2: That's a nightmare.
0: But it did. I don't know. It was weird. It was it was a, it was actually like that was top two or three outdoor games I think that I've watched. Like it was good. It went to overtime and it, Philly Pittsburgh. They're always going at it, so that was that was fun to watch. Um, <laughs> Now we're going to get into the NHL deadline. First trade we have up. Ottawa Senators trade Mark Stone to the Golden Knights for Eric Brandstrom, Oscar Lindbergh, and a 2020 second-round pick. Uh, Mark Stone, I don't think they can – he agreed on an extension. I don't know if the extension's done, but it, it's pretty much done regardless. Uh, a lot of people are kind of bitching that Ottawa didn't get a first-round pick I saw a lot of people talk about the, the I don't know how to pronounce his name, is it Branston Bronstrom, that this kid's going to be, like, the next Eric Carlson, pretty much. People are saying he's going to be, like, Ottawa's number one D for the next 15 years. Uh, Pete Blackburn put out a really funny tweet. It was like, yeah, it's good that they got uh, another Swedish elite defenseman because we know how that worked out last time. What did you have with this trade?
2: Yeah, man, I, with the Branson stuff, like, I don't know why people are, like, crying because they didn't get a first-round pick. Realistically, all the teams trying to get Stone were in a playoff push, so you're looking at somebody who's going to be in the high 20s. Like, what are the chances that you actually get someone as good as Brandstrom? Like, I would be totally okay with that return if I was a Senators fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Second-round pick is good, too. And, I mean, Oscar Lindbergh. kind of feel bad for that guy. Like, seems like I, – I know you kind of liked him when he was a Ranger. Like, it just seems – weird to me that he was traded again because I think he could be a piece on a playoff team but um I don't know I mean for Ottawa I would be happy with what they got in return for that um I do to, to go off like what Pete Blackburn said I saw somebody else say something funny that was like it was something along the lines of like basically they just traded for Bronstrom and they're in 7 years from now they'll trade him at the trade deadline again mm-hmm. um and it'll happen all over again so I thought that was perfect too um But with the Knights, man, I hate the Knights. This put me right back on the Knights train, uh, hating them. I think they'll probably make the playoffs now, so my prediction's wrong. First-round exit for sure, though. You think they're stacked. I do not. I think Alex Tuck is a great player. Um, I think at the same time, though, Pacioretty, Stasny, Stone, and Carlson does not excite me compared to some of those other Western Conference teams. Or even on the East, I think – I think, like as your top echelon players, I think it's kind of lacking there. The Bruins went in there the other weekend. Their defense is still kind of shaky. Like I just don't think. I don't think this makes them this like elite team.
0: I just uh, Mark Stone's a pretty good player, but is he? Is he that good? He might be. I don't. I mean, I don't watch a lot of Ottawa games, but he seems like he's a complete player. But like. I don't know. I think his extension's for, like, around 8.59 mil.
2: Nine and a half a year.
0: Okay. So, I mean.
2: He's a good player, for sure. I just think with the <laughs> Golden Knights, like, at some point they're going to kind of look back and realize instead of taking their time, they kind of acquired a bunch of, like, very good but not great players. Like, they're sick, but they're not that sick. Do you know what I mean? Golden oh, Misfits, on. dude. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't know, man. I hate the Knights, though. I think. What did you think for Ottawa?
0: I don't know anything about this Braunstrom kid, or Branstrom, or whatever. But here's something for you. With how bad the Ottawa Senators are right now, if this kid was going to be the next Eric Carlson, why is he not in the NHL right now?
2: Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I don't hate... And we, this is almost this is extremely hypocritical of what I just said when I was just talking about a forward. Um, but I think now would be the time where the Senators would have called him up. Like I think they were going to groom him and let him play at the end of the year. Or, I mean, sorry, Vegas. He was playing for Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus, dude, I just lost myself. So if I'm Vegas, so if I'm Vegas and I have this kid, I don't know, maybe they just thought you
0: Oh, you want to know what? That- I, lo- I lost myself, and because I lost it, you lost it. I fucked up. That's the tough go. Everyone awesome. listening to this right now is like what the hell. Yeah, it's like uh it's like Charlie Day on uh always sunny when he has like all the fucking things up. Yeah. But, we almost
2: had it, but I think we should move
0: on. Uh the Flyers traded Wayne Simmons to the Predators for Ryan Hartman and a conditional twenty-twenty fourth round pick. I kind of talked to you about this a little bit before we started. I almost tweeted out that Simmons was going to the Bruins because so I was convinced that, that was gonna happen. The Bruins have been looking for that, you know, that one guy. And for Ryan Hartman and a fourth-round pick, it didn't really seem like that Nashville gave up that much to get him. Uh, Simmons on the Predators. I mean, the Predators are a good team. I mean, uh, what, what do you have on this? I think Simmons is going to be great in Nashville. Are you guys good Yeah, I mean, the I think he'll
2: be pretty good, too. Um, just kind of like the one thing I'll say is I guess he's, like, not a playoff performer. Really. He only has, like, five goals in the playoffs, lifetime. I think part of that has to do with being on the Flyers. Um, he will be a good piece. But, I mean, to me, I still think Hartman's a good player. Um, He's definitely a Philadelphia Flyer. He's going to fit right in with, like, all the guys that they have there. I think that's, like, a great organizational fit. Like, it's not like they traded Simmons for, like, some, like, finesse player. Like, they traded him for someone who likes to grind a little bit. So I think Flyers fans will respect that. Um, And you get an immediate roster player who kind of fits in that, like, quick rebuild mode. Um, Yeah, I guess, I mean, it's a good trade for both teams. The Predators are starting to become one of those teams where every time I look at their roster now, I'm like, how does their cap work?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much the Penguins. It's because they sign all those like those players when they're younger to like these six-year deals, and they end up being fucking sick. Uh, and one last thing on Simmons. I feel like the Simmons trade was kind of like the Zuccarello trade with the Rangers in a sense that it's fan favorite. Wayne Simmons is a Philadelphia Flyer, like legitimate. So I can, I can see why a lot of Flyers fans were pissed that they didn't re-sign him. Still could go back there, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, last that's the last one on so, uh Sticking with the Predators, the Predators sent Kevin Fiala to the Minnesota Wild for Michael Granlin. Not a Granlin guy, told you that, but I guess he's having a pretty good year. Just something about him. I've never never really been that big on that guy. Kevin Fiala can wheel. I mean, does it, who, who I, I just, I don't know. What do you have on this? Kind of a weird trade for me.
2: Yeah, so I know you're not a Gremlin guy, and I honestly think that also goes back to you just not being a Minnesota Wild guy altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it's a good trade for both teams if you look at it. So the Predators get a really responsible player, uh, classic like Scandinavian player who puts up points too. Uh, he has like 49 points this year, I think is what I told you. <laughs> Fiala is a really young player for the Wild, so they kind of they get a great prospect or kid who's kind of performed in the NHL to this point. Uh, To come in, you're right, he's fast, he's exciting. So I think for Wild fans, I would be pumped. And I think for Predator fans, it kind of sucks. Like, I would be kind of bummed that we traded Fiala because that's one of those guys you're probably like, wow, like, I really hope he, like, blossoms and becomes, like, that homegrown player that we need. Um, But, I mean, Predators are clearly all in, and they love to
0: make trades. Yeah, I I actually really like what their GM does. That guy kind of shoots from the hip. Um... New York Rangers trade Kevin Hayes to the Winnipeg Jets for Brendan Lemieux, a 2019 first-round pick, and a conditional t- 2019 fourth-round pick. The 2019 conditional fourth-round pick is if the <laughs> is if the Winnipeg Jets win the Stanley Cup, which is a wild conditional pick. Uh, Kevin Hayes was a great New York Ranger. You already have Zibanejad as your number one. I think the Rangers want elite-level talent. Kevin Hayes is going to command a pretty decent-sized contract in the offseason. I, I get why they did it. I'm pumped about Brendan Lemieux. There's a ton of people that wanted other prospects and shit like that. But, like, Brendan Lemieux, if he plays anything like his dad, I'm pumped about it. He had pretty good AHL numbers. I talked to some Winnipeg Jets fans. He's been on the fourth line pretty much all year, not playing that many minutes because he's still a younger kid. Has nine goals, two assists. Coach Quinn said he's going to play him a lot. If you were me, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about the Jets, the whole thing?
2: yeah Rangers fan I would be happy for the return. <clears throat> I think that's fair for Hayes, and I think like I think Gordon did a really good job. obviously we'll get to the last one um I mean Kevin Hayes the poop bandit. what do you say about him? He's got a sick loft in New York City. he's trading that in for a Ramada and up in Winnipeg um I, he's gonna I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to me to see how Hayes plays in the West with all those powerhouses. He's going to be, what, their second-line center, I think people are saying?
0: Uh, Shifley, and then I would assume Hayes, and then Little. So, yeah, probably.
2: Yeah, I saw somewhere the second line, and this is a weird line to me. So, Hayes, uh, the Connor kid, and Ehlers are going to be their second line. Um, Kind of interesting. (laughs) I think they could be electric, but at the same time, kind of like a wild-card line where they might get stuck out there for some shitty shifts. Um,
0: I think that line's going to be really good, and I just say that because when Hayes was on the Rangers and Haglin was still on the Rangers, that line buzzed because Haglin would just wheel and Kevin Hayes would set him up. Yeah, who is it? Ehlers and Connor? Both of those guys can skate. So, I mean, that potentially could be a pretty dangerous line as a second line.
2: Yeah, I mean, and it, as a Winnipeg fan, I know I'm like kind of down on Hayes the way I'm talking, but you had an organizational need for another center. Um, if you looked at the market, there weren't too many better pickups than Hayes. Uh, you, got, you have a great core. Buffalo's getting a little bit older, so is Wheeler. And you have that mix with the young guys. You hope line-A gets hot. I think I think it's a good trade for both teams. I think that was a logical fit.
0: Yeah, I, I, was, I was very okay with that trade both ways. Um, the Devils, oh, here's one, Bruins action. Devils trade Marcus Johansson to the Bruins for a 2019 second-round pick and a 2020 fourth-round pick. Johansson is joining his best friend Brad Marchand. Same team. Uh, in case you guys forgot, Brad Martian took his head off last year. Uh, Johansson was, I guess, interviewed afterwards, and he said he'd much rather play with Martian than play against him. So I guess that squashed. I know that you were looking for a bigger name. Uh, I mean, what what do you have on this?
2: Yeah, so this is kind of a tough one for me. I go back and forth. A uh, couple of trades we haven't talked about. Like You're right, I didn't really want a huge name either. One guy I really wanted, or at least was curious about, was Dezingle. Um, Didn't get him. He goes for like a couple, I think, second and third round picks or whatever. Um, That kind of sucked because I thought he'd be a really good player. I I knew we probably wouldn't re-sign him, but I thought he could give us 20. I mean, he's a 20-goal scorer right now. I thought he could go up on that second line. That didn't work out. I thought we could have pulled the trigger on that. Then I was hoping for Gustav Nyquist. It pretty much comes out that Nyquist wanted to play in San Jose and didn't want to go to Boston. So that one kind of stinks because I thought he'd be a good fit too. But it sounds like they tried. And Final one. So then it comes down to, like, what, 3 o'clock. Flyers just trade Simmons to Nashville. And I think Don Sweeney had this trade in his back pocket. It was, like, the emergency. It was the plan B. It was, all right, call the Devils up. We'll make this trade. A second and a fourth is too much for my liking. But you needed a third line center and I, I'm just I don't hate the trade. I think Johansson will be good for our team. He does a lot of good things. He's a huge upgrade. We've had no third line all year. Three lines all year. We got two third liners. I can definitely live with that. It just Don you let me
0: down. Uh sticking with the Bruins, you guys traded was it just was it straight up Donato for Coil?
1: Yeah.
0: Let's stay with that. How do you feel about this? I've always said that I wasn't a huge Donato guy. I always thought he kind of had a little Jimmy Vesey in him. Um, I mean, but then he goes and he's fucking, he's doing decent for the Wild. So what, what do you have on this? I saw Coyle scored in a shootout, I think.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Here's the thing with Ryan Donato. So Ryan Donato came onto the scene hot in the Olympics, had a big performance. Then he went to the Bruins. He played in 12 games at the end of the year. Last year had nine points. Like, looked great. And then the playoffs came around and he was just lost and he never came back. Ryan Donato is kind of like a myth because I, I get what you're saying about VC and obviously they both went to Harvard. But the thing you have to understand with Ryan Donato is you look at his background, right? His dad was his coach at Harvard, his dad was a two way player. Um, he's like a, supposed to be a really smart kid, like learn the game the right way. The reality of Ryan Donato is he has a shot, but he has literally no hockey sense. I think he'll be a good player. Uh, but he's he's just a skilled player, and it sounds like he came out and said something like, you know, they're just letting me do what what I want to do out on the ice here, and it's, like, working well. It's like, buddy, you got put on a line with Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand, and we're told to figure it out, and you did not figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, you had your chances. You played with David Krejci. So if he does well, and I know I just shit on him, if he does well, I would be happy for him. I think he could be a good player for the Wild. But I just don't think it was going to happen with the Bruins. And Charlie Coyle, who's not my favorite player in the world, but he's fast, he plays hard, and he can also a third-line center, which is that spot that I was talking about. And it, it, I think it will do wonders for our team. Like What I keep telling myself, and I know this is a lot, is that when the Bruins won the Cup, we traded for Chris Kelly and Rich Peverly. And that's what helped our team win the Cup, filled the third line. So we filled the third line again. I'm gonna hope for the best
0: that way. So I have two things. One, uh, if if I had a ranger who got traded and he said that I didn't get enough opportunity there, I tell him to fuck right off. So you're a better man than me. Uh, second, only thing I'd be nervous about Coyle is he's a Massachusetts guy, and I feel like whenever Massachusetts guy go to Boston, I just has there ever really been a legend? Right uh, now,
2: dude. Right now, you want to talk about a legend? This is a Bruins plug. Chris Wagner uh career high in goals this year boston kid loves it matt Grizzlick straight out charlestown's been playing great loves it so right now we actually are starting to have a crop of local kids that they're more role players i feel like if you're a role player in boston you do better than if you're supposed to be a
0: superstar okay so maybe jimmy hayes just ruined that for me <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> for sure okay um Let's uh let's get into – we'll do this one. Uh, Penguins trade Tanner Pearson to the Canucks for Eric Gabranson. Uh, I've always kind of liked Gabranson. Bad contract. But the one thing I liked about this is they asked Gabranson about his time in Vancouver, and he said he wasn't proud of it. I thought that was kind of cool. He owned up to it. He's like, yeah, it's a piece of shit. Hopefully, hopefully this moves on. Tanner Pearson's becoming a suitcase, just traded from team to team. I mean, the Penguins need help on defense. And I think Branson would be just like a Doomlin, I would assume. More yeah, I less? mean,
2: I, I think he might be able to work in small doses. Like, you've seen time after time mediocre defensemen do okay in Pittsburgh. So I think he'll be all right. Um, I think he can bring everything that Brian Doomlin brings with a little more physical energy. So he's a good player. Um, definitely had a hard time. And he definitely probably, I mean, realistically, he kind of can't skate. He's one of those defensemen you're like, yeah, he might not be able to break the puck out, but we'll hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it's funny, overall, you kind of mentioned uh, Pearson being a suitcase. This is a loss for the Penguins. The Penguins traded Haglund for Pearson and then Pearson for Gabranson. Like, that's, to me, for that value, that's kind of a tough look. It's always great when the Penguins lose. Um, and I don't know if you want to transition right into that. Haglund looks. Haglin's the only player in the league that, like, could probably look cool in almost every jersey. Yeah. Um, He's a good. He's a good pickup for the Capitals. What do you have on that? He
0: he fits in anywhere he goes. He's not expected to be like some fucking huge name, but like he's gonna buzz on the PK. And the one thing about Haglin is that guy can forecheck like a motherfucker. So if you need some possession time in the offensive zone, you put Haglin out there and you dump the puck deep and just have him go get it. And that's that's. I mean, if you're a Capitals fan, I'd be happy about that.
2: To me, to me, the the perfect fourth line in the NHL is you have to have a, a center who can win draws, you have to have one guy who loves to lay the body, and you have to have one guy who can skate really fast. And I think Haglund <laughs> is like, I know he probably could play third-line minutes, but I think if you put him in that fourth-line role, like he's one of the best fourth-liners in the league. Like, yeah. You're right, flies. He creates opportunities to chase off his skates. He four-checks. I don't know. I mean, I would be happy. If I was a Capitals fan, that's a huge upgrade for their bottom six. No,
0: I agree with that. Uh, Let's do this one. Oh! Rangers trade Adam McQuaid to the Blue Jackets, 2019 fourth-round pick and a 2019 seventh-round pick. The Rangers traded Steve camphor for McQuaid, and I think they gave up those two picks. So essentially what they did is they traded Steve camphor for 60 games of Adam McQuaid, which I'm good with. Quaid was awesome, one of my favorite. Well, he wasn't that memorable. He would just block a ton of shots, but he threw Kadri around like it was nothing. I'm always going to remember that one. Very well-liked in the locker room. Uh I mean, Torts is going to love him. Right, what do you have on this?
2: Yeah, this is Torts' web dream. Um, I'm pum- I'm pumped for Quater. Got drafted by the Blue Jackets. Um, finally ends up back with the Blue Jackets. That's what you need, man. I don't know if he's going to be their seventh defenseman. They have some great young defensemen. But if one guy goes down and you're in the playoffs and you look up in the press box and you just see Quater up there with his mullet, I mean, you're like – that's the best trade deadline assurance you can have for a defenseman or a 7th defenseman. Love it. I, I'm i all in. If the Bruins go out, I told you this before, I'm all in on the Capitals. I think, Blue Jackets. I think when Blue Jackets – fuck. <laughs> I'm all in on the Blue Jackets. It's tough to say you're all in in the Blue Jackets when you call them the Capitals. But John Tortorella is firing right now on all cylinders. Oh, um, yeah.
0: Speaking of torts, did you see – uh, somebody in a press conference that he had, somebody called and he picked up and, and it was the guy's mom. And he's like, yeah, I'd rather talk to you than this guy. Anyway, Torch is, yeah. Torch is awesome right now.
2: Playoff Torch is back. He's in full <laughs> swing. You can see it. He wants blood. Um, And I'm all about it. So we'll kind of wrap up my thoughts on all the blue jackets. Let's just, what other blue jacket traits do you have? Let's just kind of roll through those. Yeah, I'm good with
0: that. Yeah. Hold on. Let me uh delete this one. So we don't do it. And then, so there's, t- they, they traded a ton, so. Blue Jackets get Matt Duchesne, Julius Bergman, and the Senators get Vitaly Abramov, Jonathan Davidson, a first-round pick, a conditional first-round pick if Duchesne resigns with Columbus. Duchesne's now going to be on the first line with Panarin and Kim Atkinson. They've looked pretty good. That's the first one. The other one was the Columbus Blue Jackets acquired Ryan Dezingle and a seventh-round pick from Ottawa for Anthony Duclair and second-round picks in the 2020-2021 drafts. Did I get them all? I feel like there were other ones, but the other ones that they did just really didn't get us going. So Oh, oh, and they picked up fucking emoji boy for a 2022 fifth round pick. Yeah.
2: So so Matt Duchesne, my first thoughts on this, just at the end of the day, the senators got a good haul for him. But you ha you gotta remember this that, that Matt Duchesne, that could have been uh Hughes or Kako Kako. Like that was gonna be a top three pick. They lost it for Duchesne. They obviously tried to salvage it. Um, I don't know, man. I know you're not huge on Duchesne. I kind of like Duchesne because at this point he's kind of a lovable loser. And I already touched on DeZingle. I think he'll be a good player. I don't know if they're going to play together again. Um, if you want, if I want to wrap up all those trades, keep Kincaid um, for a fifth overall pick. I feel like second, backup goalies usually go for a little <laughs> bit higher than that. Kind of a slap in the face to your boy.
0: I uh, Okay, so Matt Duchesne on the first line. I like that. Uh, Oh, they just showed a picture of Carter Hunt getting pulled and him slamming his gear on the ground. I like that. Uh, Duchesne's going to be good for them. Duchesne's a good player. The only thing with Duchesne, we kind of went over this. Wherever he goes, doesn't really seem like success goes with him. So I'd be a little bit worried about that. Uh, After this deadline, I'm convinced that Ryan is the most overrated player in the NHL. I don't understand why everybody was so hard about this guy. Who the fuck is Ryan Dezingle and what has he done? And... Lastly, I can't wait until Torch gives the Blue Jackets a no cell phone policy or the first time Keith Kincaid goes to tweet emojis, Torch just like slaps him in the face and says, be better.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> true, that might be, a, that might be a conflict of interest. I just want to say, with Zingo, I feel like he would be like top three in the Rangers scoring for the last three years if he was on the Rangers. So keep that in mind. Not a terrible player. I, I know what you're saying. He's kind of overhyped, but I think he was just an unstricted re- free agent at the right time on a bad team. Kako this guy, this Blue Jackets GM, like the only finished GM in the NHL, I respect the hell out of it. I This guy basically was dealt these cards, the worst cards in the world. He has two players he know, are not going to resign with him. Um, they're sitting right at the edge of a playoff spot. They're a small market team, so you've got to think, do I have another chance of this happening again? Um, and let's remember, he made that unbelievable Panera trade. Like He set that up. That's an unbelievable trade. And he decides... Screw the future. I'm literally gonna trade everything. Like I, I think they have like two
0: Oh yeah, they, they have two picks in the coming draft. I think in the fourth and the seventh round or something like that. Like
2: unreal. This guy's basically like the future's gone. And the funniest part is is Duchenne, DeZingle, uh, uh Panarin. Panarin, Bobrovsky, they could all walk at the end of the year. So I love it dude. This team's got nothing to lose except for they have everything to lose. If you're a Columbus Blue Jackets fan, tell me like think about the emotions you're going
0: through. It's yeah, you're you're definitely pumped up and I think one of the funnier things is he said that uh these moves weren't just about this year and that they that they'll still be really good next year. Yeah. Hell yeah,
2: dude. Keep <laughs> telling yourself that. I didn't know he said that. Now I'm kind of backtracking on him a little bit. I feel like he just had to be like this is it like cuz you know, I think too. If they like, if they don't make the playoffs, or... Can you imagine if they didn't make the playoffs or they get bounced in the first round? Is this guy gone?
0: He's not... Uh, oof, I don't know, man. That's a good question. I, I would hope not, because I, I like the fact that he fucking went for it. Right. All but right, but at the same time, like, he went for it. Like, I see other teams go for it, and their teams are normally way fucking better. Right? Like, this guy just kind of went for it with a bunch of just blue jackets. I, I mean, go for it, man. Good for you. We'll see how I, see if it works out. I've always liked the Blue Jackets. They play hard.
2: Yeah, do you, like, do you see Duchesne said he's scared of the cannon?
0: Yeah, of course Duchesne's scared of the cannon. He's too busy fucking playing Eric Church on his guitar. You think that guy's going to be jacked up about a loud cannon going off? <laughs> What's next? Uh... Florida Panthers trade Derek Brassard in a conditional 2026 round pick to the Avalanche for the 2023rd round pick. Let me tell you what. I was very hesitant on the Derek Brassard Megan Zabinajad trade and holy fuck did we pull one off there. Right?
2: Yeah, he's gone down pretty hill pretty fast like 19 points this year.
0: Um I still love Broussard. He's just
2: you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a w- I know what you're saying. I would totally feel the same way. The one thing I would say about Colorado, it's kind of a weird trade in the sense, like, does this make them a cup contender? Like, not really. But <laughs> I think he'll help. Like, I think he's a good influence to have on a young team. Needed a third-line center. Kind of fits that bill, right? Like, Big game Colorado brass, dude. Fan,
0: Big game brass. We'll see.
2: Right, like, Colorado's not at the point where they can start, like, selling for, like – the biggest pieces on the market. You know what I mean? Like, they're still building to get there. So mm-hmm. I think a guy like that kind of goes a long way. Even if you don't make it and it's kind of a rental, I think having big game brass, as you continue to call him, uh, in your lineup can only be a positive.
0: No, I agree. Um, here's one. The Hurricanes trade Cliff Poo to the Panthers for considerations, and the Panthers trade Tomas Yurko to the Hurricanes for future considerations. I don't know if those are two separate deals, but let's just say it's the same deal. Cliff Pooh is the guy that they got from Buffalo or uh, yeah, when they traded Jeff Skinner, so he lasted all about what half a year. I have
2: no idea who Cliff Pooh is.
0: He was he was he was a part of the Skinner trade.
2: Yeah, that's a tough look. He was a part of the Skinner trade, and he had Cliff Cliff Pooh's numbers are unreal. In forty four games for the Charlotte Checkers, he had one goal and five assists. Uh, you yeah. know, what? he's a point per game player in the ECHL though, so you got to think things are trending upwards for Pooh. Jesus
0: Christ. Uh, Yeah, fuck the Hurricanes. I'm done talking about them. Let's see here. We have a couple Ducks trades. uh, I don't even know why this is on here. The Ducks trade Brian Gibbons to the Senators for Patrick Seeloff. Cool. Moving moving on. Uh, The Ducks trade Michael Delzato to the Blues for a 2019 sixth six-round pick. Uh, Do you think Ryan O'Reilly is going to help Michael Delzato find his love of the game? (laughs)
2: No, that's the thing, man, and I can never put my finger on St. Louis because I do think they have some good pieces, but whenever they pull me back in with a big run, they trade for someone like Michael Delzato. I don't even know if he's going to play. Also, we talked about this, like, last week. Like, Michael Delzato, what a fall from grace. Now getting traded for six-round picks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I talked about – it just reminds me of a lot last year when the Bruins got Nick Holden at the deadline, and it was like, oh, great. Yeah,
0: yeah, I just – they're the blues like they're gonna be the blues and they'll continue being the blues They're the blues are filled with blues bottom line they have Tarasenko sweet um I don't know why this one's on here the Jets trade Nick Patan to the Maple Leafs for Par Lindholm do you know anything about those guys no the
2: only thing I know about Par Lindholm played like a small role he's a younger well he's like kind of he's like a Swedish like fourth line third line guy I think he put up like 20 points or something this year um The one thing I I would say is Patan, I, I already hate Nick Patan, I can already tell. He's like the type of guy, he's the type of guy that has that like World Juniors Canada flair to him, like he was on a sick line with Curtis Lazar and they had a big tournament. So, all of the Toronto Maple Leafs fans are just talking about how they have this world junior legend, and I just hate the kid already.
0: Yeah, I do too. When So, the Rangers got Brendan Lemieux, and all the fucking, like, half the Rangers fans are jacked up that we got Brendan Lemieux, and the other half are pissed that we didn't get this Nick Patan kid, who's put up maybe eight points in, like, 100 games played in the NHL. So, I'm kind of all, I'm good with that. Yeah. Sick. Whoops. Um... Oh, speaking of the Penguins fucking going for shitty defensemen, the Panthers trade Chris Weidman to the Penguins for jean J. Day. Chris Weidman, dude. Funny story about Chris Weidman. I I listened to a a podcast. Mika Zabinajad was on it, and he told a story about how when he was with the Binghamton Senators, uh, they went to, like, this uh, Christmas thing where they all dressed up, and they gave out all these gifts to all these kids, And all this stuff, and and all the players go up, and they say a little something on the mic, and Chris Weidman went up there and accidentally told every single kid there that Santa wasn't real.
2: Yeah. Chris Weidman. Yeah, he's also the Uber guy. He also just has negative vibes. We were talking about before. Like I was like, dude, look up this kid's photo. You can just tell that no one wants Chris Weidman on their team. Chris Weidman's the guy to me that it's like a busy bar at like 1 o'clock in the morning, and you're trying to get a drink. And you feel some guy just shoulder you yeah. from behind and try to squeeze in there. With sick you know, hair, with like. Yeah. he a look on his face like.
0: With sick hair gel know? and a fucking v neck and ripped jeans.
2: Yeah, one of those uh, panda coats that everyone wears.
0: Yeah. Panda <laughs> just... coats? I, I just went with that. I don't know what the panda coat is.
2: Someone knows what I'm talking about. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a tough look for him. And I mean, like, clearly that kid's not an NHLer. I have no idea who's John Sebastian Day is, but. Sick trade.
0: Yep, sick trade. Uh, hey, Jets fans, don't worry. Matt Hendricks is coming back for a 2027th 20, 20 round pick. This guy in the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> Matt Hendricks. I always yeah, I, I always get him and fucking Jason Chimera confused.
2: Yeah, dude, the weird thing about Matt Hendricks, he's 37 years old. Why is the 37-year-old Matt Hendricks still in the league?
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe he can win a cup with with Hazy.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm guessing what's going to happen is he might either be fourth line or he might be in the press box. I guess at the end of the day, if, like, someone goes down the playoffs and you look up, they're kind of like McQuaid. It's like, you know what, Matt Hendricks is probably going to not do too much for us, but he'll be nails about it.
0: He'll hurt know. somebody.
2: Yeah, is he nails
0: though? I feel he like kind of is, right? Like, yeah, he's I kind guess. Of I
2: don't know. He's borderline.
0: Um, the Canucks trade Jonathan Dolan to the Sharks for Linus Carlson. The only reason I'm on here is I remember the name Jonathan Dolan a couple of years ago. The Rangers people wanted everybody to get him. He was supposed to be sick, and he gets traded for a guy named Linus Carlson. No idea who that is. So Shout out to all those guys who called that one. And then the last one, dude. Rangers trade Matt Zuccarello to the Dallas Stars. Go Stars for a conditional second-round pick and a third-round pick. The second-round pick becomes a first if the Dallas Stars make the Western Conference Finals. The third-round pick becomes a first if Matsugurella resigns in Dallas. He also, in his first game playing, uh, I watched the game. He was awesome. Played two periods, had a goal and assist. A ton of the players got hurt, so the lines got messed up, but then he played a majority of the time with Tyler Sagan and, and Alex Radulov. And if he didn't get hurt, that would have been a top three line in the league. I'm not even making that up. Every single time they were on the ice, they had the puck. Every single time they were getting shots, it was actually a lot of fun to watch. And Zouk gets hurt sucks. Uh, yeah, man, it was rough. Really, really fucking rough to see literally my favorite player of any sport of all time you traded Like, that fucking ruined me. Um I will stick with Zook. Henrik Lundqvist was asked about him. Henrik Lundqvist started crying. Speaking of crying, if you want to know what happened, I cried twice. I cried twice this weekend. Once uh, when he got traded. The next morning, I woke up and I read the blog that I wrote, the tribute blog. Teared up a little bit. Then I saw Henrik. Then I saw Henrik Lundqvist crying. I'm like, "Fuck, here it comes again." Super emotional for me. What do you have on this? What do you have on? What do you have on my boy Zook? A lot of tears. A lot of tears. <laughs>
2: I don't know, man. I mean, like, I the part that would probably eat me up the most about Zuccarell being traded is I just don't think he's going to win a Stanley Cup with Dallas. I know you're on the Dallas bandwagon. I think we just talked about a bunch of powerhouses in the West, Western Conference. The Predators, the Sharks, the Jets, those are all very tough teams that they would have to beat to get to the Stanley Cup. I just don't see it. I don't know if he's going to – he might love Dallas. Like, he might go from New York to Dallas be like, this is a cool place and resign. I don't know what the plans are going to be for that. But can you imagine if he gets hurt and then they, like, miss the playoffs? Like, that would be kind of
0: disappointing. Yeah, that would, that would suck. But also that would mean that the second and third round pick that they get, I think, would be a higher second and third round pick. Or a lower. You know what they would pick sooner? Oh. Um, this fucking sucks, dude. All right, so that's NHL of the news. Uh, Moving on, we're now going to get into our Twitter questions brought to you by Company 39. Company 39 is creating digital hockey camps with some of the best players on the planet, giving amateur players, coaches, and parents the ability to learn directly from the best. If you're a young hockey player, you need this. You get to see what a player like Joe Pavelski had to go through to get to where he is. If you're a men's league bender like me, you'll love it. If you're a hockey parent or coach looking to motivate your players, this is for you. You get an ebook with mindset tools from the athlete, and you get in depth on ice drills that you don't normally see, but you know that the pros use. I'm excited to say that we have a promo code to share with you guys. Go to company39.com, that's K O M P A N Y 39.com, and use the promo code Morning Skate to save 20% off. While you're there, check the testimonials and see names like Charlie McAvoy and Anders Lee giving them their full endorsement. It's no joke, so head on over to company39.com, stop wondering, and start learning from the best. Alright, here we go. Twitter questions. First one. Washed up goalie. Biggest no move surprise. I thought the Hawks would have been sellers. Who were you surprised that didn't make a move? I think that's a good point. I think we we didn't know. Chicago didn't really do anything. You didn't so they they just stood uh Pat Hurricanes, they didn't move Michael Ferland. I don't know why. Like, do you really think you guys are gonna fucking make a run of the playoffs? Doubt it. Um I mean, who, who, biggest non-mover, who do you got? Or even, even the Islanders. Although, I mean, the Islanders are pretty good this year, so they probably didn't want to fuck anything up. But what do you have?
2: The thing with Chicago is they made a couple moves in the season to kind of switch up their lineup, so they've kind of been trading all along. If you look at their roster, outside of, like, Taze, Kane, Keith, and Seabrook, like, what contracts are you going to move? Like, everybody else is, like, fairly young. They didn't have a ton of trade pieces.
0: I saw Anisimov's oh. name get brought up a lot. I was kind yeah, of I mean, shocked I could
2: that. see that. I guess, really, if there's one player that I think they could have probably traded and still probably, like, stayed similar, it would have been Um I don't know. I, I guess that would be a surprise. Um, I,
0: Carolina? Carolina, Carolina
2: would a surprise, right? You thought they were going to be wild cards. They were going
0: to do something, I thought. I thought it was – oh, you know what? We forgot a fucking trade. We forgot Brandon Mo- – we'll get into it, actually, in a voicemail. Um, oh, St. Louis Blues I thought was kind of weird, too. I thought that they would have done something to help out their chances they didn't really. Unless you want to call Michael Lozado a fucking it's a
1: big sa- move.
0: saving grace. Um. Ad.peacock, Who won and lost the deadline? This is guys a Sienna grad. Shout out to him. Who won the deadline? Who lost the deadline? What do you got?
2: Okay. Winners of the deadline. Uh, I'm gonna go with Columbus. I'm gonna stick with that theme. I really like it. Um. Losers of the deadline. That's a. That's a tough one. Um, do you have a loser of the deadline?
0: I think my loser of the deadline would be the Flyers. I mean, right? Because I would have thought maybe you could got a little bit more for Wayne Simmons. Um, and if that's all you're going to get, then why not keep him and resign him, maybe? Uh, my winner of the deadline, I mean, you could. there's so many teams that you could go. I mean, dude, Ottawa could be because of the Brandstrom deal. And the, the actually never mind. Ottawa's definitely not it. They, I think they only got one first round pick, and they traded all their fucking good people over the last however long. Um, this may be biased. I thought the Rangers had a really good deadline. If you're gonna go full rebuild, they fucking loaded up on picks. They got a little bit of Grant Brendan Lemieux. I mean, it, it's it's got to either be Winnipeg. It's I I think it's Winnipeg. Winnipeg made some pretty good fucking deals, or Columbus.
2: That's fair. I'm going to go – I'm just going to stick to my hate. I'm going to say Vegas had the worst deadline uh, just because with Branstrom gone now, they've really mortgaged the future. Uh, so their windows are kind of small. Like It's not like it's not like they had five years of prospects. Yeah. Like,
0: Yo, who did, who did they trade for? Uh, Patch Reddy too. Didn't they get rid of one of their – Yeah. So they have Cody Glass left. He's pretty fucking good, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's see here. John, over under for Ked, Zuccarello mentions today, should you really spend this time on a role player who only scored 20 once? Hey, John, go fuck yourself. Is that you? Did you make up that name? No. Oh, so this guy's just you. trying to trigger me? Hey, yeah, John, fuck off. Uh, and then Henry said, who do you think will end up – right. This is a good one. Who do you think will end up filling wild card spots after all the moves at the deadline?
2: I don't know. That's a tough call. If I oh, look at it right oh. now –
0: Wait, rewind. Did the Flames do anything?
2: No, not really.
0: So I I would almost put the Flames as the losers. There was tons of talk about Hayes going there or Furland going back. Like, there were tons of shit going on there. They didn't do anything.
2: What about the Isles?
0: Yeah, but you want to know what? The Isles are so good this year that, like, I'm kind of okay with them not doing anything. Fair. Right? But, um, back to this wild card. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying to think, like, in the West. The West is such... It's so wild. Like, you have no idea what's going to happen there. That's Uh, what I'm
2: saying. I really think the West... Oh, Dallas Stars.
0: Dallas Stars are going to make the wild card. And then in the East... I mean, did Pittsburgh really fucking do anything? Not really. But Carolina didn't either. So, fuck Carolina. Go Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, I would say wild card in the East is going to be Montreal-Pittsburgh. Um... And uh, Pittsburgh could even pass Columbus. They're like one point behind still. So
0: oh, I was um, I was kind of pumped that the Canadians didn't do anything either because I think who's their GM is it Bergman. Yeah, he's he he literally said that earlier this year that they weren't going to make any deals that they liked what they were doing. He stood pat to that, so I'm good with that.
2: Yeah, I don't hate I don't hate their trade deadline either. Um, coming out of the West, I mean, it's going to really to me it comes down to Dallas, Minnesota, Colorado, and Chicago. I know that Arizona's still there. But I mean, at this point, Chicago's got to start putting up points. So,
0: I, star bangers, dude.
2: I'll go stars ass.
0: Fucking a right. I love that shit. And then, uh, Jim Big Daddy made a sick video for us. Love that guy. Uh, he wants to know what your favorite trade was.
2: I don't know, man. What was your favorite trade? Do you
0: have one? uh I love Brendan Lemieux. So, well. I mean it's also because I'm a Rangers fan. If it's a non-Rangers related trade, I Simmons going to the Preds, I think it's gonna be big. Oh
2: here's one we didn't talk about that I think would go right on my list. And I'll just I'll just say this was my favorite trade because I think it's fucking funny. Is the Jensen defenseman from Detroit who got a second round pick from Washington. Oh and then, and then, then Washington went. turned around and gave him like sixteen million dollars. Yeah. Uh, really funny to look at because this guy is an analyti like analytics guys love him. Oh he really moves puck, he moves it up. People are saying he's a huge steal. He was the number two defenseman on Detroit. Detroit stunk. And I was just, like, scrolling through because there's all these articles about how great of a player Jensen is. And if you looked at, like, Detroit Red Wings' responses, here are some of the ones I highlighted.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, one was, meh. One was, he's okay. And another one was, he's pretty good when he's playing well. Okay. <laughs> and I think that kind of sums it up, man. I'm like, eh, he's all right. But I think that set, too, I think that set the bar for the trade deadline because if that guy's getting a second-round pick, like, we could talk about Montour now if you
0: wanted to. Or uh, the voice, yeah, we, uh, got a boy, we got a voicemail with that. I, I think l- that Jensen deal is such a Washington Capitals deal. Like, he's going to end up being pretty good. Yeah. I don't know, man. I
2: just thought that set the bar pretty high for defensemen. So, interesting trade.
0: Yeah. Thank you for all the Twitter and Instagram questions. I appreciate it. Now we're going to get into our Patty B hotline with zero um, voicemails from Patty B. So, Patty B, take it away.
1: Hey, this is the Patty V Hotline, brought to you by The
0: Morning Skate. Well, fuck, Pat. I don't know why we call it your hotline if you're not leaving voicemails, but here we go. First one. This one's kind of a long one, but we'll we'll get into it. Okay, first off,
1: Ked, how many times did you cry over maps? Um, I know it sucks. Have you seen your favorite player go? It sucks, but I'm just curious. Uh, two, where do you think he's going to go next year? Um, oh, it especially sucks since he got injured. Uh, what, the first game, right? That's terribly, about four weeks. So, um, I don't really want to see him in Dallas, but I have no idea where he'll go. Uh, I could see him going back to New York, though. Just because like, he's been there so long. I could see that. Um, and two, for.
0: I'm just going to stop it there because he essentially just kind of gets into what our favorite trade is. So we kind of went over that anyway. But Matt Zuccarello, where does he go next year? They they asked Jeff Gordon, the GM of the, the New York Rangers, if they were going to re-sign him. He didn't answer it, which makes me think. If they were going to move on, I think he'd just say no, right?
2: I don't know, man. I mean, maybe they're keeping the possibility open. Like,
0: Yeah, he can't say it's yes.
2: It's going to come down to how much Matt Zuccarello wants to be a New York
0: Ranger. Yeah, which he, he definitely does, he told me. Um, and then the next one thanks for the call appreciate it keep calling in keep them a little bit a little bit lighter a little bit faster but here's a good one boy Spooner here I uh,
1: not too upset with what the Rangers did here at the deadline but I actually want to talk about the uh, Buffalo Sabres just because it's hilarious what they do year in and year out um cheese and peas to Jeff Skinner's fucking ankles for Christ's sake he must have done too much work as a national figure speeder back when we were kids, um, but how about them just shipping off a first-rounder for Montour? I know the kid's a, a pretty good uh, defenseman, but Christ, boys, what, uh, what does Sabres fans feel? I want to kind of get an idea of what you guys think. Um, are they just wasted shit at this point? Cause they're not going to make the fucking playoffs. They go from first in the league to where they're at now. Everyone knows they're not going to make the playoffs because it's Buffalo and it's what they do, so... Are they wasting shit or are they or is this a futuristic move for them? They just took advantage of the deadline because the Anaheim's fucking struggling. Alright, peace
0: boys. Alright, so he wants to know about the Sabres and Brandon Montour coming from the Ducks. I think so when I saw I when I saw that they got Montour, right handed defenseman younger, there was a lot of buzz going around around Twitter about the Sabres potentially trading Rasmus the to into the Tampa Bay Lightning. Did you see that?
2: No, not really.
0: So I kind of thought that that was like a precursor. Like I'm actually pretty shocked that that didn't happen. They traded a first round pick. Montour's pretty good. Maybe maybe they're trying to get their defense up. I don't know if this is like a playoff push kind of move. Um, Carter Hutton, what do you got, Al? Oh.
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. I it's classic Sabers. He's right when he says it's classic Sabers because it really is like. It's kind of a confusing trade. I think Brandon Montour is a good player, right? He moves the puck. He's younger. Like, he's going to be there for a while. But at the same time, like, if you're the Sabres, it's not – like, the window isn't now. Like, relax. Like, you got a little bit of success. Everyone was pumping your tires. And he's right. Carl Hagelin slashes Skinner's ankle the other night. I guess he's okay. But, I mean, like
0: – That was crazy. The whole season
2: the that whole was, season was
0: meant to be gone. Dude, that was crazy that he came back. Yeah, so – and and how about the Sabers not trading Skinner, like is he just gonna walk?
2: Well, that's well, that's what I'm saying too. Is like, do they? Well, so are they going all in on like this group? Like, give it a little more time. And you're right about Skinner. Like, who knows if he doesn't resign, and then they gave up a first round pick for Montour. It's kind of like, ugh. and I and the thing is, is they made some really good trades in the offseason, I
0: thought. Like I don't. How many times does the John Tavares thing have to happen before teams fucking realize that loyalty in the NHL is just not there? Like you know, it's a business. How like if you don't have Skinner locked up, why the fuck did you not trade him?
2: Right. And I think and I think Skinner's probably more of like a money guy than like a loyalty. I would think, think so. Right. Like he yeah. just went there and now he can get paid wherever he wants to go. So I just, I don't know, man. It was definitely a weird trade. Like it, I think Montour is a good player, but as soon as it came across, I just kinda of sat there like, Huh? Like yeah. why are the Steelers making this trade at this point in the season? Do they think like, ooh, maybe we can sneak back in?
0: I, I don't know. That was a weird trade for me. Uh, Brandon Montour is wearing number 62, the first ever Buffalo Sabre to wear number 62. Um, <laughs> thanks for the voicemails. 518-309-2595. That's 518-309-2595. Keep calling in. We love when you guys do that shit. It was nice hearing from the boys. Cooner, shout out to you. We are now going to move on to... Our Lee Stepniak Heroes and Zeros, brought to you by Lagos Sports. How do you
2: augment that young group with a veteran player that brings stability, adds a little scoring punch, and has
1: been around the block to make a difference? Tonight's focus is on that guy. Number 21, Lee Stepniak.
0: All right, here we go. Heroes and Zero times. Do you want to go first? you want me to go first? We always do that. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. My Zero of the Week, I'll
2: keep it short. Zero of the Week is bar graphs. Whenever a guy got traded, there's bar graphs with a bunch of stats that would, like, always follow. And I always tried to read them, and I have no idea what they mean. Mean So, keep the math to a minimum. If you can just, like, tweet out, like, goals, shots on net, hits, penalty minutes, I'll be all right.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think, to even go further into that, they got to make it where TSN's available in the United States come deadline. Because, like... I don't need to have Weeksy fucking pretending to break a huge news that the Rangers took a right-handed defenseman along with the Adam McQuaid deal. I don't really care about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't get to watch any of
2: the shows, but I can only imagine.
0: Yeah, my zero of the week goes to uh, the Hurricanes keeping Ferland. Also, there's a clip that was shown a puck went into the stands. A Colorado fan goes to grab the puck, drills his girlfriend inside the head with an elbow, gets the puck. Immediately hands a puck to the girl in front of him. You could tell that his girlfriend's pissed. Uh, shout out to the Colorado Avalanche guys who really they they had arrows and they had pretty good like uh, comedy when it came to describing it. Did you see this? Yeah,
2: yeah, man. I might I might put him as the hero. He's just out there having a good time. No,
0: he's my zero, but yeah, if, that's why if, he's my hero. If he is trying to get broken up with, hero. I mean that like. Oh. How in his mind did he think that was a good idea? I maybe maybe it's because I've had like a little bit more like harder to please type girlfriends, but I can't ever imagine like me like accidentally elbowing one them in the face and then giving a puck to a different girl and having that fly. Yeah. Right, like. Well, that's,
2: if you want to talk about zero, the zero element of that is that car ride home. We'll <clears throat> probably go silent.
0: Uh, but here's the thing, like, was... like guys like you and Feverboy Rex, like, I feel like you guys could do that, and, like, your girlfriends would just kind of laugh it off. Like, I would be in the doghouse for a significant amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> like.
1: It would be over, dude. You'd,
2: you'd, be meet, you'd be meeting her in the parking lot of the local diner to give her back her stuff the next
0: day. Ah, uh, fucking worse. Um, what's your hero?
2: Yeah, my hero is Dorian, the GM of the Senators. I saw this tweet. I thought this was hilarious. He came out and say, "Today is proudly the proudest day I've ever had as a general manager in the NHL."
0: Ver, so, wait, I mean, verbatim, I, today is the proud is proudly the proudest.
2: Proudly the proudest day I've had. How I've the ever fuck is the this
0: day guy day. running a national hockey team?
2: <laughs> I don't know, but I think that's an all-time line. The guy's just proud. The guy's Especially just proud. When, can you imagine just like sitting back, is like in the Senators' front office, and being like, "I'm proud of what we did here today, boys. We've been." We've been doing such a great t- job running this team for so long.
0: So uh, I get confused between him and Melnick. Melnick owns a team and Dorian's the GM. Correct. And is he the guy that said, Let me know one thing about your team that's good and he said we're a team? Is that No, he- that was the
2: that was the owner.
0: That was Melnick. Okay.
2: Oh wait. No, mate. Maybe you're right. No, that's definitely it. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely Dorian. So this you're guy Dorian. just
0: has fucking one liners for days, huh?
2: Yeah, so I I don't know, man. There's something going on up there that's Super funky.
0: I feel like he owns, like, 20 cats. (laughs) Right? Like, he's just a weird dude. Uh, Yeah, I don't
2: know. I just, just, like, the lack of self-awareness to, like, think that you're, like, be like, hey, fans, like, I know we just traded away the team again, but, like, aren't you proud of me?
0: (laughs) Dude, he was probably so pumped up when fucking Darren Drager and Elliot Friedman were like, hey, good return for Senators. He was probably like,
2: fuck yeah. guys, giving guys high fives (laughs) and stuff, calling them
0: Like, he's walking around to all the fucking players in the locker room. He's like, give me a high five. And all the players are like, dude, we fucking suck.
2: Yeah. Yeah, did you hear how, like, uh, which, like, it's funny because he's fist pumping up there so proud. And then, like, Brady Kachuk's, like, all upset in the locker room because Mark Stone got traded.
0: Yeah. He's like, oh, oh I, I have nowhere to live now. Your first round pick <laughs> has nowhere to live now. And on top of that, like, you're going to finish last. Don't worry. You have the pick. Oh, never mind. That's Colorado's. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, how do, you not, how do you not protect that pick? How do you not throw in a fact that, like, it's lottery-exempt?
2: Everyone knows Duchenne's a winner, dude.
0: I for- oh, dude, that's what I want to tell you. I forget. Whatever deal... It had to have been to the Rangers. So, the first round pick that the Rangers got from the- from Winnipeg, there's not a shot that it's lottery... Like, they're going to get the lottery. But the GM made sure that it was lottery-protected. <laughs>
2: Hell yeah. Just in case, like, what, did you think they might lose 20 games straight? He wasn't around. I think, I think it was him.
0: It may not have been him, but I'm pre- one of the GMs who has not a shot of being in the lottery or whatever did that, so. That's a weird move. Proud of you, Pierre. Uh, next, oh, my hero. So I have, a, I have two heroes. First hero goes to our listeners. Lee Stepniak is now in the NHL, and Carter Hutton now has 16 wins, and I did not have to do any research to do that. People were tweeting at us left and right. They were pumped to see Lee Stepniak's coming back in the league. And you want to know what, Hal? That's something we didn't talk about. Yeah, you got Marcus Johansson and Charlie Coyle, but the real fucking winner of that, you have Lee Stepniak waiting in the wins to score fucking seven goals in the playoffs, dude. Right? Like, that guy's going to score like 12 fucking goals for no reason.
1: Yeah, no.
2: Not a chance,
0: dude. Remember when Lee Stepniak was a Carolina Hurricane hero? That was fun. Um, I
2: just... At least that Miak
0: is in the playoffs or the
2: Bros I'm going to cry. I mean... It's who, Brian Gianna,
0: 2.0. Yes, exactly. Was Gianna the one who went over to the fucking Olympics? He was the worst player on the team. He
2: was the captain, dude. He brought that
0: leadership <laughs> mentality. Uh, and my other hero uh, goes to Michelle Schoonover. So when Zoo got traded, I uh, I dedicated my playoff push to the Dallas Stars. I reached out to some people, and I was like, hey, Who should I follow? Michelle must have tweeted at me 20 different times of 20 different people to follow on the Dallas Stars to see what's going on there. So I appreciated that. Hopefully you're listening to the podcast. Uh, And also, like, I don't... Have you ever listened to a a Dallas Stars, like, broadcasted game? No. Uh,
2: Yeah, I think, like, once or twice. I usually don't get their feed.
0: So, you you know, there's always... I always get confused what's what. The... (laughs) Who's the guy who like is telling you what's going on on the ice? What is he called? Is he the play by play and the other guy's the color analyst?
2: Yeah, usually the color analyst is like the guy who played hockey.
0: The Dallas Stars color analyst, his name's Daryl something. They call him Razor. Dude, this guy is unfucking believable. So Zuker Zuccare- Radic, Foxa like killed somebody, and then Zuccarello got the puck, passed to Foxa, Foxa scored, and there. And as this is going on, somebody on the Stars is fighting somebody on the Blackhawks. And, uh, like, they're celebrating and shit. And the, the play-by-play guy doesn't know what's going on. And the all all Razor says is, everything is happening right now. And then it goes blank for, like, 20 seconds. Like, this guy is the man. If you get a chance, look up his picture. The, I, I tweeted, or I was on Reddit, and I went to the Dallas section. I, I asked him about Zook, And I said, listen, I love Razor. And one of the guys says, yeah, like, we suck, but, like, Razor's our crown jewel. So shout-out to that guy. You need to look at do me a favor right now and Google a picture of this fucking guy. He's unbelievable. He he may be my new like top announcer in the NHL. I've only listened yeah. to them once.
2: I just googled them and just looked up some of his words that he likes to use or quotes that he has. One is six shades of sexy.
0: Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. And another, razor.
2: And, uh, and another one was like poop through a diarrhea infected goose.
0: <laughs> fucking right, dude. I tweeted him asking if he wanted to be pals today. He didn't respond, but. <laughs> it's okay. He He's the man. He's my hero. I fucking love that guy. So those are the heroes and ZRs. Now we are going to move on to our last segment. Three stars go.
1: All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene, wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All
0: right. Three stars of the week. You came up with this normally. Dude, this is this is such a chore. Normally, like Hal and I are ready to go, and we spend like forty five minutes trying to figure out what our three stars would be. Um, so, three stars this week is: if you were an NHL GM, what are three tactics you would use while negotiating on trade deadline day? Uh, I'll go first. My third star. Instead of being quiet and keeping everything very hush hush. I would leak trades everywhere. I would, I would, and not even like realistic trades. I would just want people fucking buzzing about my team at all times. I would find somebody like, like, you know, each team really has like one guy who's, like super dialed in and like always kind of, Oh, they're exploring these options and shit. I would find an absolute wild card person to be doing that for me. I'm not entirely sure. Like maybe like, maybe the guys on the, on the bench crew, Jacob and Ole, maybe I would have those guys be like my insiders. But I would make sure that like it was the Wild West and you didn't have a fucking clue what was gonna be happening. That's my third star. That's
2: a good that's a good one, dude. Would you tweet right from your own account? Uh,
0: you know what, dude? I could I could do that. I mean the president does it, so why can't I?
2: If you were an NHL insider, who would be who would be the person you would leak info to?
0: See, here's the thing, man. Like I love Bob McKenzie, but I respect him way too much to be doing that to him. So maybe uh like a Brian Lawton or like a uh cool. Or Aaron Ward. Probably Aaron Ward, just so like people would fucking just bash him.
2: No, no what would be funny is if you actually leaked all your correct trades to uh Mike Commodore and he actually had a legitimate NHL source.
0: <laughs> yeah, shout out to Kami. Got a couple of trades right after getting like eighty of them wrong. <laughs>
2: yeah. You gotta respect his hustle.
0: Yeah, and, and on his clipboard at the top he said, fuck Babs.
2: Yeah. Uh, my third, uh, my third star would be as soon as someone offered a trade that I didn't like, I would hang up. I wouldn't negotiate. I would just let them know that's not acceptable. Maybe send them a text after, be like, if you actually want to talk, give me a call back. I think there's nothing more powerful sometimes just hanging up in the middle of someone talking
0: to you. I would. I like that a lot, but I'm gonna take it one step further. If somebody called me and like <laughs> and offered me a trade, I'd be like, wait, hold on, and then I would, and then I would call DB though. And I would merge the calls. So then they would be talking to, like, a DP or, like, a pizza delivery. be like, yeah, can I uh, get Wayne Simmons? And they're like, yeah, what do you want on your pizza? Like, that'd be kind of funny.
2: True, just fuck with them. Yeah. I'll just, since mine's phone-related, I'll just cruise right into my second one, and that would just be ignoring phone calls. Like, I don't know. Like, if I was a GM and I saw Don Sweeney was trying to give me a call and there was, like, 35 minutes left, i just hit ignore. Maybe call him back with seventeen minutes left to let him know you're more important. You have busier things to do, not right now.
0: I mean, dude, that's just you in a nutshell. That's not even like changing your everyday lifestyle. Like, if there'd be three minutes left to go and the guy's really trying to get a hold of you, and you just hit the ignore and send him a text and be like, "Yeah, what's up, dude?" <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> you're right. I'd have a lot
0: of anxiety on trade tra- deadline day, what's, dude. You would up? you would not be able to handle your fucking phone going off like that. Uh, my second star. I would make deals with my players that I was going to trade, like so, like Zook. I'd be like, "Hey, Zuke, I'm going to sign you in the off season, but I need you to fucking, I need you to go to Dallas or I need you to go to Boston and get some intel for me." And I would do all under the table type shit. Like everybody's had those jobs when you're like 15, 16 years old, where you're not on the books and you're just getting paid tax free. It'd be something along those lines. I would run a little bit of a corrupt organization. So my second star, I, I, a mob like mentality.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't. Know. I don't know, man. I I don't know if that's legal, and I feel like you would probably get in trouble for that. But I'm sure that already happens already, right? I would like,
0: keep it off the phone, dude. That's how people get in trouble. You keep it off the phone, and you give checks to people. I would keep everything fucking off the phones, dude. I would probably. I don't even know. Maybe Morse code or something.
2: Well, clearly checks don't work then, dude. I mean, I'm obviously you got to get a burner phone or two. I would be down with that. Uh-huh. And on the burner phone, all you do is. Was- call to tell them where to meet you mm-hmm. i like that um mob mentality I'm
0: <laughs> or maybe or maybe can, you can just buy your own like pay phone yeah
2: yeah dude you would be shady as all hell oh fuck um, yeah i would
0: my... it, it's funny it kind of goes back so this has nothing to do with hockey but like where i work a lot of people go to trivia and i went the first couple times and each time i'd go there'd be a question we wouldn't know and i'd fucking look it up on my phone i'd be like this is the answer and then they finally they caught on to like me doing that and i haven't been invited back to trivia since then <laughs> Cause I play to win, dude. I don't play fucking. Oh, everything's fair. I I fucking like trophies, I like championships. So,
2: shout yeah, out, I shout mean, out to my
0: winning mentality.
2: Cheating's a tough look, but also in trivia is a really tough look. But it depends on the venue. Like, where was that trivia? Harvey's. Yeah, so that's like kind of like the people pretend it's like a nice bar. Oh, so, like, it, it was people, ridiculous, people was- dude. People would take it too seriously there, but if you're at, like, TJF Fridays, like we used to go to back in, like, four years ago, oh, we everything's off. I mean, it's the Wild West. We got
0: it's kicked out because we, we got to, <laughs> never mind. Uh, Yeah, so what's your first star?
2: Yeah, so I, I'm going to change my first star right on my gut opinion. So okay. My, my initial first star, I was going to say I, I would call my scouts, you know, my management team, player development, I'd call everyone into a room, and we would just get really drunk and eat chicken wings and make trades and just go for it. It's like, like the booster boys.
0: club. It's like high school football booster club.
2: Right. But then I came to the realization. I think what I would do is I would then walk out of the room, lock them in that room, and just do everything by myself. Oh, just my
0: God. Go you rogue. If
2: you hired a whole team, and then you just locked them in a room. and like, I got this, boys. Trust me. You just
0: go rogue, dude. Like
2: <laughs> I like that. How's, how's gone rogue? How's gone rogue? They're all just sitting there. Watching like Pierre Lebron being like, "Oh wow, it looks like looks like how the GM is about to give up five first round picks for Artemi Panarin." Yeah,
0: I respect it though. It's your ship,
2: <laughs> right? Um, right. At the end of the day, you're the captain. You gotta. I mean, you gotta. Kind of like the guy in Columbus. You just gotta shoot. I like it.
0: Um, my first star. I, I'm a big chance, roll the dice kind of guy. So I'd have like a lucky coin. I think. And if I wanted to do something, I'd flip the coin. If it told me to do it, I'd do it. The way I look at it, fifty-fifty chance it's good, fifty-fifty chance it's bad. But you take the good with the bad, I think. And that I think that would be uh, my number one star.
2: So, so you're on you're on the phone with a GM, right? And mm-hmm. he offers you a trade. You're definitely intrigued, you like it, but there's also some kickback to it, too. Do you just tell the guy, hold on one second, pull out your coin and flip it?
0: I think that's kind of a balling thing, dude. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Right. But then, like, years later, it'll come out that either you were flipping a coin and you created the worst team ever, or you flipped a coin and you won a Stanley Cup. Is that something you want to live by? Yeah,
0: but, dude, what an interview with Bob McKenzie I'd have.
2: (laughs) The 30 for 30 on your coin?
0: Right. And then, uh, last thing, so that was three stars, appreciate it. I got a text from Pat Ballantyne today at 5.54. Starting next week, let's do a new segment called the Weiner Line, where the caller complains about their team during the past week. What do you think?
2: I don't know, man. I mean, here's the issue with the Patty B hotline is Patty B doesn't even participate all the time, and now he wants to earn his own line. Um, Maybe what we could do, we could try, maybe like a tryout, like a one-week tryout. We pose it. We pose it as the Patty B Hotline, and we see what we get.
0: Okay, yeah. So starting next week, if you guys want to call in and, and bitch and complain about your team, I kind of like this, and then we'll kind of feed off of it. We're gonna call it the Whiner Line. So call in five one eight three zero nine two five nine five. That was a trade deadline special. How do you have anything left? Like overall, what did what did you think of the day? Like obviously, you you went under the knife, but
2: yeah. I so I um I know sometimes, and I try to work on it. Guys, I swear I do. I can be overly negative on this show, but I would say, even with my my complaints, with a lot some of the trades that were made, I think overall, almost every team is a winner in some way. Like I, I feel like most teams did get better, and I think the teams that sold did a pretty good job. No one got absolutely fleeced. Like,
0: oh yeah, the, dude. What about that word? That word was thrown out left and right today. That was like the dictionary word of the day: fleece and fleecing.
2: Yeah, and dude, and I was wearing a nice pullover fleece quarter zip, so. It was a pretty good day for fleece all the way around. Holy I,
0: shit, look at that, dude. I think every trade deadline we have to wear a fleece now.
2: Yeah, for the fleece thing. That's a pretty good idea.
0: That um, goes, oh my god, that's my number one star, dude. I'm fucking taking that back. Uh, every trade deadline I'd wear a fucking custom-made morning skate fleece. Yeah, all
2: right. trade, you should have it embroidered with, like, trade deadline 2K19. That'd but be I thought,
0: pretty
2: funny. I thought it was a good trade deadline, man. I think a lot of teams make good moves. Um... Oh, you know what I want to do with this really quickly? Yeah. Just shooting from the hip right now, and I'm going to make you not say Dallas because I'm not going to say the Bruins. Name a team that after today you feel confident that they have a good chance of winning the Cup.
0: Um, I have two, Nashville and Winnipeg. Those would be my two.
2: Yeah, the two I like are Nashville and the Sharks. I think the Sharks barely had to add anything, but they're even more loaded. And Tampa, dude. Unreal. If you think about it, at the end of the day, Tampa did nothing, and they're still just yeah. filled.
0: And it was pretty funny. There were like rumors about Brayden Point getting traded, and during the morning skate, Stammer I guess looked over. And was like, "Hey, did Pointer get traded yet?" Yeah. Just like, like, was, they, like why would they touch that team? No, I there's mean, no reason to. They're fucking stacked, dude. They've lost eleven games this year in yeah. regulation. Eleven.
2: Bolt up! We gotta get, we gotta get our buddy Whitey, who's a Bulls fan. We gotta get him to call in just with his thoughts. We'll call him at two o'clock in the
0: morning and record it. I don't hate it. <laughs> but all right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Great episode. Uh, we'll see you next week. Actually, I may be recording a Rangers edition trade deadline show this week with a couple guys. I'm trying to figure that out. May happen. May not happen. So we'll figure it out. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week.
1: Yeah, let's take them back. Uh huh. Coming up, I was confused. My mama kissing a girl. Confusion occurs coming up in the cold world. Daddy ain't around, probably out committing felonies. My favorite rapper used to sing, check check out my melody. I wanna live good, some shit I sell dope for a four finger ring. One of them gold ropes. Nana told me if I pass, I get a sheepskin coat. If I can move few packs, I get the hat. Now that every dope and turned in my sleep that night, woke up the next morning, niggas stole my bike. Different day, same shit ain't nothing good in the hood. I run away from this bitch and never come back if I could. a love with the underdogs on top, and I'm gon' shine on my go ahead. <laughs> I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't I no way to get love with the underdogs on top, and I'm gon' shine on it tomorrow Stop, your head and me, I'm MVP, and I